everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I thought not. The word they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to the BBFC podcast. I'm Joe and today I'm joined by BBFC film examiner Caitlin to discuss the classification history of Monty Python's Life of Brian. Uh, this is a suggestion uh, from one of our listeners, uh, Darren. Now we're recording in a new location today, uh, so apologies if it's a bit echoey, uh, but we shall persevere nonetheless. Now Caitlin, you joined us not long ago to discuss uh, the 1975 Monty Python film, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, so um, why not do the next one? Um, so as we've said, it's Monty Python's Life of Brian. Um, now, as we all know, he's he's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy, and I'm sure many people will know that the film uh, had some controversy uh, when it initially came in, but for those people who aren't aware, can you, can you give us a summary of the plot? Of course. In fact, it's very important to remember that he's not the Messiah. He is just a very naughty boy, but we will come on to that. Um, for the uninitiated, uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian uh, was released in 1979. It's a British religious satirical comedy um, written by and starring the Monty Python group. And the plot of the film is that in first century Palestine, a young man called Brian Cohen is born, a young Jewish man. He's born on the same day as Jesus Christ, but in the adjacent stable. Um, and through various um, twists of the plot, he is subsequently mistaken for the Messiah at various points during his life. What are the chances? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, obviously, you know, the film came out a lot, quite a long time ago, so we all, um, we all know various things about it, but coming to it fresh, what was the BBFC's initial reaction to the film when it first came in? Well, the film contains themes of religious satire that were found to be controversial at the time of its release, particularly to some religious groups who levelled accusations of blasphemy at the film. From a BBFC point of view, there are other classification issues at play in the film as well. There's some strong language, there's some nudity, there's some violence... The board considered all the classification issues and uh, it was given an AA certificate, which meant that nobody under the age of 14 could be admitted to a cinema screening of the film. However, <laughs> um, it wasn't quite as straightforward as that. Um, local authorities did and still retain the right to reconsider the BBFC's classification. They're technically just recommendations when it comes to films classified under the Licensing Act for theatrical release in cinemas. Um, and this was actually seen by more local councils than any other film during the whole of the 1970s. So 101 local councils actually viewed the film themselves in order to decide whether they agreed with the AA certificate or wanted to give it a different certificate or wanted even to ban it in that local authority area. That's quite a high number, isn't it? I mean, I suppose there's about 600-odd authorities in the country, so that's one-sixth which is quite quite a high number. It's really significant, and that would come about because there'd be pressure on local councils from people living in that area about questioning the suitability of the BBFC certificate and whether it was appropriate in that community to be passed at that level. So 101 councils separately considering the film is a, is a huge number. Um, so it's quite interesting when you, when you look at that, there's all these councils that are viewing the film themselves of the 101, 62 of them agreed with the BBFC's AA certificate and the film continued to be shown with an AA in that area. Um, 28 decided it would be better given an X certificate. That meant that it was restricted to adults only, 18 plus audiences. 
and 11 actually banned it. So there were 11 local authority areas where it was illegal to show the film. Well, I mean, this, it does happen, of course, that um, local authorities will change a BBFC certificate, and it's, it's happened relatively recently. Um, Spider-Ban was one, and a crash back in the 80s, I think, was another. Um, however, that's quite a large number of, of changes. So, I mean, given the sort of controversy about the film before it even being released, what did the public make of it when it, when it eventually hit cinemas? Um, in box office terms, it did well. It was, it was critically quite well received. Um, in fact, it was the, the highest grossing British film in the whole of North America in 1979. And in the same year, the year it was released, it was the fourth highest grossing film of the year in Britain. So obviously the public reaction uh, perhaps seems a little bit different to the sort of local authorities' reaction and the public could sort of obviously see it in the majority of uh, local authorities in the country, uh, albeit occasionally it's a higher rating than the BBFC recommended. But obviously some of these um, local authorities did actually ban the film. So, so what were the issues that they were concerned about? I wasn't around at the time, but I, I have seen the, uh, the interview uh, on the talk show between John Cleese Michael Palin, Malcolm Muggeridge, and a representative of the church at the time. It's available on YouTube, and it's quite interesting to watch just to sort of see the views that people had at the time. I think, given the topic of the film, the immediate assumption is that the local authorities were worried about the issue of blasphemy. But when you dig into the file on this film, it's quite interesting that that's not really the case. Um, I love digging into the old archive files for for films um, from a few decades ago. It's really fascinating. You know, such incredible correspondence and, and you learn interesting things as well. Like, sort of little time capsules, aren't they, really? It's amazing. I learned that the uh, the BBFC's telegram address used to be Senso Film London. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Which really does seem like it's a, yeah. a very, very different era. Oh, I didn't know that, yeah. <laughs> but so digging through the file to sort of get to the bottom of what it was that the local authorities which um, uprated or actually banned the film were worried about, it's not the case they were all concerned about blasphemy and some of them were quite specific about saying um, that so for example in Glasgow and Southampton they're two of the local authority areas that raised it up to an X from an AA and they were concerned about a level of strong language and nudity in the film much more so than they were worried about the so-called blasphemous aspects. Um, the issue of blasphemy was something the BBFC took into consideration they actually took legal advice on it there's documents we have um, showing the legal opinion that we sought um, and in there it's very clearly stated, if I can quote from, from that legal opinion, that in our opinion, the life of Brian is demonstrably not about Jesus Christ or God. It does not, in our view, offensively abuse sacred subjects or ridicule or vilify them, although it does treat in a humorous manner certain biblical stories and characters. Um, as I said at the beginning, he's not the Messiah, <laughs> he's a very naughty boy. That's the whole point is that, well, the character of Brian um, is shown in this comedic light he isn't Jesus and that's made very clear right from the start of the film the opening scene is him not being the son of God but yeah. being born in the next stable um, and it's quite interesting that the, the character of Jesus does actually appear in the film as well and the way he appears is he is treated with this respect there's a, an aura around him there's a scene um, where Brian and others are present at the Sermon on the Mount um, the scene where they mishear what he's saying because they're near the back and think he's saying blessed are the cheesemakers yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, in a letter from the the secretary of the BBSC at the time James Furman um, he sort of refers to this as well I've got a, a letter from him where he's talking about there is indeed some element of serious satire in this film 
but it's never Jesus or his teachings which are satirised, but rather the credulity of the mob who bestow their desperate, fickle allegiance on Brian without pause for understanding, prepared always to withdraw it when the going gets rough. And he goes on to point out that what's being lampooned here is popularised biblical history and not the actual articles of the faith. So a huge amount of consideration went into considering, is this blasphemous or is this a satire about organised religion about how people can be fickle and a bit ridiculous sometimes. Um, and I think the, the board had quite a, a clear sense that it wasn't blasphemous. You mentioned earlier Malcolm Muggeridge and um, the organisation he was affiliated with, the Nationwide Festival of Light Groups. He was a, a key figure in that group along with Mary Whitehouse. Um, they were campaigning against the film, but even they accepted that it wasn't likely to be prosecuted for blasphemy. They felt it would still offend Christian sentiments, the point of the organisation was to defend Christian moral principles in media, but they were also of the view that, that an offence of blasphemy wasn't being committed. So, I mean, obviously there's been a, quite a passage of years since the film originally came out, and it's, it's probably fair to say that it's quite a well-loved film now, so how, how is the film classified now? Um, it's currently classified 15 for home viewing um, most recently in 2003. The key classification issue is strong language. There are six uses of the F word, one use of the C word, um, and there's also a few other uses as the, the very strong, strong language. There's also some comic violence, some sex references, and some full both male and female nudity, but not particularly in a sexualized context. Yeah, sure, it's a scene where they open the windows and there's a massive followers <laughs> awaiting their word. Exactly, yes. Yeah, I remember. No, I mean, it's interesting, films can often change their classification over the years, as we've mentioned several times previously on the podcast, and I suppose the 15 is still broadly in line with the AA that was granted back in the... Uh, in the 17th, that was 14, this is 15, so it's sort of... Yeah, it's the closest equivalent in yeah. modern classification terms to the old AA. Yeah, so it's sort of interesting just to sort of see that the film hasn't perhaps really changed its classification all that much, although obviously it's much more well-known than it than it was, That's was true. previously. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Caitlin. Well, I, I guess uh, perhaps we may meet up again for another Monty Python film <laughs> in the future, perhaps, <laughs> if, if someone requests it. Don't forget that you can ask us to talk about a specific film or even a topic um, that you may like to hear about by using the podcast feedback form on the podcast page of our website. You can also email us at podcast at bbfc.co.uk or you can tweet to us at, at bbfc.